0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Recorded in British Columbia. You're listening to Pacific Sound Radio. Hello and welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. I'm James Olson, and thank you for joining us on another installment of Quarantine Edition. This week we are joined by Adam Ma. Adam Ma is an electropop artist previously known for his tenure as the vocalist and guitarist and lead songwriter for the pop rock act Derival. Since blazing his own trail as a solo artist, Adam has been featured in the 2019 Westford Music Festival, The Elevate Music Project, So Far Sounds, and has opened for local pop rockers Hotel Mira and Australian alt-rock band The Rubens. Adam's collaborator and producer Shane Stevenson also joined us on this episode to add his perspective. Adam's debut EP The Cloud is set for release July 14th, 2020. Thanks for joining us, uh, Adam and Shane. How, uh, How have things been going for you two? Uh,
1: yeah, things things have been going pretty good. Um, I guess, like, about as good as they can, uh, given just everything going on right now. Um, but yeah, no, thing, things have been good. Uh, lots of time to to reflect and, and work on music, which has been nice. How, yeah. how are you guys doing?
0: <laughs> pretty good, all things considered as well. Um, just kind of taking it... Day by day,
2: yeah, nice. yeah. As Adam said, lots of time to reflect for sure, and just I feel like uh, us and everyone are just making so much music than we've been able to before because of the how much time there is, and because of the inspirations in the world. So it's pretty exciting, and and our bubble recently expanded a little bit. You know, we're fortunate enough to be in Vancouver, where there's not a lot of cases happening, and so Adam and I have, have like actually had a session responsibly with one another recently and it was like oh i miss this like getting the room together and yeah flowing that way
0: yeah i, I know the feeling i have a, a an in-person band practice coming up in about a week or so from from this time of recording that i am so oh, wow. over the moon excited about
1: hell nice. yeah that's gonna feel <laughs> feel really good
0: oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah not not back to playing shows yet, but it's a, a promising first step forward. What do you play, James? Uh, I play bass.
1: Sick. Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've just uh, I I've probably mentioned the story on the on the show a few times, but I think it was I was 14. One of my friends is like, I play guitar. We should start a band. We didn't start a band, <laughs> but he was like, he was like, oh well, you should play bass. And I was like, okay. And then my mom bought me one of those. <laughs> Like starter pack PV bases, and I've just kind of stuck with it since. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You so learn like, how to make it work for you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, and what what instruments do you guys start with? Uh, kind of on that note.
1: Um, I mean, if we're gonna get real technical, uh, the recorder was the first instrument I ever played. Um.
0: Is that an instrument? <laughs>
1: You know, actually, people play professional recorder, which, like, blew my mind. Like, it's like, like, it doesn't look like the plastic ones. It's like, like, fully. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty nuts. But uh, no, uh, guitar was definitely the first thing that I started on learning uh, some good old Green Day songs. Um, And uh, yeah, and then joining choir and whatnot, playing in concert band and all that fun stuff.
0: And what about you, Shane?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, recorder. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, some people do some really heartfelt renditions of My Heart Will Go On and the Jurassic <laughs> Park theme. <laughs> go, go YouTube that shit.
0: Oh, um, yeah. They're just, they're uh, not un, not intentionally hilarious at all. They're yeah. very austere <laughs> and respectful and serious.
1: Actually, uh, the main inspiration for the record, now, i just kidding. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Um
2: yeah like you know all the all the grade school instruments or whatever but um i my main is piano and i, I took piano lessons and kind of was fortunate enough to have a teacher that wasn't like yo classical you have to do it they let me kind of explore the roots of like jazz and classic rock and stuff and um then i uh switched and similar to you had a friend who played guitar who later introduced me to drivelin and adam um and he's like, you need to play bass, and so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm the bass player, I guess. So yeah, ba- bass and keys, and and now a lot of like synthesizers and stuff. It's that natural progression. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's actually what I've been looking at because I've I've been I've been pondering, you know, with the with the time that extra time that everyone has in quarantine, like, hmm, I should expand my repertoire a little bit, and that seems to be the direction bassists tend to go. It's like, oh keys and synth i don't know why yeah i just observed that
2: it's like um getty lee syndrome
0: you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you know the goal of course is to work yourself up to the point where you can play bass and sing and do like f- keyboard triggers with your foot <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah the mug taurus amazing yeah. <laughs> cool
0: 100% question for both of you actually. What drew you to pop music and what did it what is it about this genre that inspires you as songwriters and musicians?
1: Ooh, good question. Um yeah, I mean actually when we when we started out, uh I feel like I was pretty uh as like many people are just like really I don't know what the word is. I I just was like not into pop music adamantly against it yeah honestly yeah. um and... is that a
0: pun i feel I was almost a pun <laughs> adamantly what
1: adamantly. <laughs> uh yeah and then i'm trying to think of like what the first record would have been that i kind of like transitioned over to um but yeah i think like at a certain point like my listening habits started to change and uh, the general uh, like live music culture like kind of started to shift a little bit like just in terms of like um, I feel like there was a time when like playing to like tracks was like absolutely not like that is like not cool Um, and I feel like obviously some people are still like that Um, and other things uh, like playing with like auto-tune and stuff like as like a a instrument or effect if you will um and so yeah I think just over time uh my tastes have shifted um but then like you know I find myself like coming back and revisiting like rock records and stuff I'm like oh yeah I want to make like one of those again Uh, (laughs) yeah Like, uh, actually, yeah, funny, you mentioned uh, Rush. I put on Moving Pictures yesterday, and I was like, man, this is, like, such a good record. And, uh, yeah, I I kind of feel like, um, I kind of feel like every day, like, I want to be, like, a different artist. And so, like, I I think that's, like, why a lot of, um, I guess the stuff, more so the stuff that I'm working on now Uh, is quite eclectic and like, you know, there'll be like some new wave song and then it's like super pop and then, you know, something that's maybe a bit more like R&B influenced and uh, yeah, I think that's really, um, I think it's just kind of telling of like the time that we're in and like playlist culture in general and just how like Mm. a lot of people, have all sorts of influences, and like, you might have a playlist that's got like, you know, indie pop track, and then goes to like folk music or something. Like, it it's like really eclectic. Yeah. I don't know if that really answered your question, but
0: <laughs> I mean that that makes sense to me. I can kind of speaks to my own listening habits as well. I certainly vividly recall being stuck in my ways as a uh, music fan in high school about like, no, I, I hate keyboards. I hate synths. Yeah. If it's not guitar based drums that everyone's performing all the time on stage, I'm having none of it. And, but then you start finding cool, fun stuff and it, uh, you, you're kind of forced to broaden your horizons a little bit. I think in my case, it helped just going to college and then understanding, the purpose and the environment in which you know the dance pop songs are meant for
1: totally and i think a big part of it too is just like finding uh finding the work that feels authentic and um and honest and i think that people don't really know how to explain like why is it that I don't like this pop song? And maybe it's because like, uh, you know, maybe it feels like put on or something. Um, and uh, <laughs> where am I going with that? Yeah. Um, disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, but,
2: but then, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind me like chiming in there, like, for me, right. pop, pop music and kind of like how I came into enjoying pop music was, I think of pop music in a couple ways. I think of it as like the loudest exaggeration of your feelings and that it is so like undeniable that it like you, pop music is like, we need your attention. Like it is, it, it the whole thing is like, it is popular music. It is fighting for everyone's attention, like the number one spot on radio and like that sort of thing. So like when people are using tricks and these sort of things, it like can come across as like disingenuous if it is an authentic representation. But I think, and I always say this and Adam's probably like, Oh my God, this again. But like, um, Taylor Swift, she is genuinely that I think. And like reputation is like that record. People were like, kind of like, Oh, because I don't think that that was like a genuine representation of her. But like the other stuff, people were just like, Oh my God, like, who is this like person here or whatever. And so that, that for me, it's like, I, you know, I kind of got into pop music through like really enjoying electronic music and just like the bursts of like noise and stuff like that coming out of like enjoying metal. Like it was like grade nine, grade 10 in high school. And like, then I, I, I heard pop music start to use those things and then I was like, Oh, like now pop music is like catching into like what's cool and using that as like a sheen and I'm like oh shit I like pop music now but anyway that's my those are my pop music feelings
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no I think that kind of sums up what uh yeah. my thoughts are and and just in general like what's um, your favorite pop
2: record Adam Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: I mean I always go back to uh uh, emotion, the Carly Ray record, I feel like it's just like. I wanted so... to go like,
2: yeah, I wanted to go like three, two, one, and the movies say it at the same time. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think like stuff like that, it's just like, it's so unapologetic and like, yeah. and just so like, I, I know what I am, and like, you're yeah. either like cool with it or you're not. And I feel like there's a lot of pop music that kind of is like, um, like trying to be something that it's not. And like, um, I think that's when, when it fails for me,
0: I have to say I was filled with a, a certain degree of like BC pride when it came to that, uh, Carly Ray Jepsen emotion record, because obviously with the end of the end of the decade last year, I actually saw that album on quite a few best of the decade lists from like a number of major music publications. And yeah, uh, the uh, great choice because I, I I would be inclined to agree that that's one of those, that's one of those rare perfect pop records in terms of being every everything good everything that's good about pop music is in that in that album.
1: Totally, yeah.
0: It's fun,
1: yeah. I <laughs> love it.
0: For. The last couple of years, uh, you two were both in the pop rock band uh, Drival. And when I first heard of you guys, I was really struck by how polished and professional you were. How did you get to that point with this uh, group? And were like there other bands and projects you were involved in that led you to the point that you arrived at with that band?
1: Um, trying to think of, of where we should start. Yeah, I mean... I, I, let's let's get there
2: together man you and me um <laughs> uh I, I don't think we were involved really in like other projects like nothing that was beyond like a high school band like you got to remember Drival was started like over a decade ago but um and we were just like it was super indie in the sense that like indie in everything that we we're doing is an experiment in just like us slowly finding what we like eventually And, like, even the last, like, the record, the debut, I mean, the only record was um, still, like, a bit of those indie elements. But I think we kind of made a decision after having a long conversation with the other guys of just, like, what? Oh, sorry, I got the, like, low battery thing. Um, I Had made a decision after having a conversation with the other guys of, like, what? Like, are we okay to go pop? Like, do we like these things? We've just, we as we were saying, like we were slowly starting to enjoy all these things that kind of like stuck us in there, like, like Phoenix, a crossover band where it's like, yeah, it's like there's indie and alternative stuff and they were pretty punk in their early years and that bled through. But then the new stuff was like, yeah, you're, they're doing pop. They're doing synth pop. Um, It, it really like, we finally made the decision. We're like, let's just like make it ridiculously polished and like to the best of our extent being five indie kids. And yeah, I felt like we did a, damn good job i was like i'm really proud of that record and and the stuff that we're making now i feel like is even more um like the next step of polished and like we were talking about like unapologetic um yeah adam save me (laughs) (laughs)
1: um yeah i mean uh i i think um at that point when we were making uh that record like just all of our influences at that time. Like, like as aforementioned, like the Carly Rae record was like on repeat all the time. Uh, other bands like uh, 1975, I think, had come out with a record at the time. And um, yeah, I mean, just with like every part of like crafting that, that sound, like every step of the way, I feel like um, we were just really, uh, just really conscious with like everything from uh you know who we're doing the record with uh like we did it with ryan worsley who's done like dear rouge and said the whale and uh, a bunch of bunch of local guys and then uh chris from sterling mastered it and he's like the like top like <laughs> pop mastering engineer um you know yeah. doing like he was awesome drake and like 21 pilots and all those guys um which was not cheap um thank you (laughs) thank you government and and provincial funding supporting the arts Uh,
2: (laughs) yeah holy crap are we like lucky to have that creative bc factor
0: did you guys uh i'll rephrase the rephrase the question uh, i was gonna i was gonna ask about the what the funding was used for but um recording obviously was all the uh something that i've noticed um with the rival and what obviously you two have been doing with uh the Adam Ma project is all the social media stuff done in-house as well is that kind of like the brain trust that you have going between you two
1: yeah so um uh i mean everything within uh the band um we had people um like our our drummer um and our guitar player were both uh doing like digital marketing and stuff like for a living um so that's immensely helpful to have <laughs> uh in-house um and yeah moving forward uh it's been uh all all me um for social media and uh yeah (laughs) so yeah everything everything in house
0: no it's just something i noticed that like the the social media game was really uh well is currently but especially with the rival is really (laughs) on point so um finding out that he had some digital marketing guys in the in the team makes a lot of sense but yeah it's it's i forget well not forget but you get reminded pretty, uh, pretty frequently how important it is to have some acumen when it comes to that, when it comes to promoting your music, it's, you can't really get away with, uh, being sloppy or not really engaging with it.
1: Totally. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's like, it's, it's super important. Um, and I think it's also important to remember that, uh everyone kind of like has their own unique voice and like um that's kind of like the whole point of like social media in general is just like uh even if like what you're doing is like super niche like you know maybe you only post like really ridiculously zoomed in pictures of cats or something but like that's like your niche and you know people will follow that, uh, again, coming back to it, like, as long as it's like genuine and like honest.
0: I don't know why I'm reminded of this, but have you ever looked at, are you familiar with the, uh, this is relevant, I promise. Are you familiar with the, uh, the Slim Jim pepperoni snack company?
1: No, I'm not.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, there's a, there's a pepperoni snack company called Slim Jim and they have the funniest Instagram i've ever seen and this is like a snack food company but like they've figured out that their niche are like stoners because they yeah and j- i it's hard to describe but i'd recommend checking it out because they have this like oh are you part of the long boy gang
1: oh man <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> 10 out of 10 gang and just like yeah just it all oh. I'm not even doing it justice at all trying to trying to describe it because I'm trying to describe photos, but it's literally all just like the funniest me- <laughs> the funniest, most ridiculous memes. But yeah, oh, it's all about finding your voice.
1: I will definitely look into that. Yeah, um, That reminds me of, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to promote other shows on this show. I don't want to, you know, uh, promote something else. I just promoted uh, a pepperoni of-
0: snack company, so you knock yourself <laughs> out.
1: Um, but, uh, I, I listen, I'm at, I'm a long, long time listener, uh, first time caller, um, of, uh, this show time crisis. Uh, it's, uh, Ezra Koenig from vampire weekend, but they have a whole segment on the show. That's just talking about, um, like corporate food brands and like social media and like how they manage social media. And so they interview like the, the, uh, social media manager for like Wendy's when they were getting all that like press and like all these other companies. And it's, it's so great. I would, I would highly recommend it.
0: (laughs) There was a, well, I guess we're, we're going down a promotion hole a little bit, but there's a, there's a YouTube channel called Internet historian. And he had this whole video about fast food, viral marketing campaigns gone horribly wrong. And one of them, and I'm not going to get too into it because it, It is a little offensive at points, but, but there, I think like McDonald's had like design your own big Mac. And of course people like came up with the worst ideas ever with just the worst, (laughs) worst possible names you could think of. That was just one of the examples he used in his video.
1: Oh man. I have to check that out. Oh
0: yeah. It's, it's wild. So I'll, I'll try and pivot (laughs) to to the best of my ability here, but people on the internet
2: are like, people on the internet are just so creative and it baffles me like every day, like whatever content you're making, um, yeah, whether it's memes and you're not making a cent off of it or like, you're like a professional, like content creator or something, but yeah, it's creativity.
0: I often ask myself that sometimes, even pre-quarantine, one of my favorite phrases was uh, whenever I saw something fun, but especially especially dumb on YouTube, I'd, I'd say to myself, man, people have too much time on their hands. Now we have too much time on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> Memes forever. <laughs> uh, awkward pivot, but I'll make it anyway. When uh, did you make the switch to start releasing music under your your own name adam and why did you decide to move away from derival
1: yeah so um that was i think late 2018 i want to say um yeah basically like shortly after (laughs) we released the record um we had this like really intense band chat and uh Unfortunately, decided uh, to disband just uh, with priorities and stuff. And you know, as you get older, things change, and people uh, have different priorities, which is like totally fine. Um, and so, I decided to uh, pivot as like a solo project, um, just because I I want to be doing this, uh, you know, for the rest of my life and. Uh, yeah, so that was that was the, the main decision. Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how did you get involved, Shane?
1: Yeah, I mean, with
2: the record, um, the sorry, I should clarify with the last rival record, it was a lot of just Adam and I getting in the room together and like kind of fleshing out the demos of like all the tracks, and then later bringing it to the guys to like add their essentially like live elements to like whether that's guitar or bass or drums or like whatever creative ideas they have. But we kind of, I don't, I don't know like when it started Adam, but like him and I just ended up spending more time on the actual music of it. Um, And yeah, I I guess I, I, like, I started getting into doing production and not just like, you know, playing an instrument and Adam being the primary songwriter um i guess that, that was just like a natural like oh it makes sense for the two of us to get together the most so we just got in the habit and, like every other week seeing each other and working on music and we haven't stopped <laughs> we it was it was a little bit confusing at times because we're like oh should we be derival still is this still derival or is this a new thing are we two different things and and then we and then ultimately like adam made the decision he's like well if like you know if this is my life like this is my music that represents me this this is life. This is Adam Ma. Um, so I'm like, okay, let, let, let's keep doing it. <laughs> like, keep working on the songs together. So,
1: yeah, sounds like a, a slogan. This is life. This is Adam Ma. <laughs> and I'm just like, you can have boom, that for free. Huge sub bass, and you know, mm-hmm. then I walk onto the stage, and I'll download this
2: after, and then um, we'll just, yeah, we'll cut it up,
1: sample it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Brought to you by. Pacific Sound Radio.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That could even work as, yeah, just like a walk on intro or just something at the beginning of a music video or something. Yeah. Or a billboard. Yeah. Are those Definitely. still things? Yeah. I think there's still things. I don't have a lot of billboards around here. Yeah. I also
2: tangent it back to like having too much time on our hands and stuff like that. I just want to take a moment to say how grateful I am and I'm sure you guys are for like essential workers. Um, who don't have time on their hands mm-hmm. because they're having to like keep everyone alive and keep things going. And and that's just like, yeah, I, I'm just really appreciative so that we can keep creating and, and doing the things that we love to do and staying safe, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. All those people deserve huge pay raise, no matter what they're doing. They all deserve <laughs> to be making more money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a number yeah. of... St- uh, Sorry, were you going to say something, Shane?
2: Nope, I was just going to say, let's get back on track. I okay. forgot where we left off.
0: Yeah, no worries. But I, I appreciate the the, the acknowledgement. Um, Drival's music and your music, Adam, of course, have a lot of simil- similarities with very strong modern pop sensibilities throughout all of these songs that you've released so far. But what would you say distinguishes uh, the... Adam Ma sound from your past projects?
1: Um, I would say that, uh, like, shortly after um, working on the, the Derival record, I think a lot of the sounds increased um, with like electronic elements. Um, that was always like sort of a, a hybrid part of the band, but uh, because I no longer have a band. Um, it's it's highly electronic now, um, and I think I would also say it's uh, it's gotten like slightly more experimental, more so with uh, things that I've been working on for the full length record with Shane, uh, which I haven't uh, yet shown you uh, since I'm promoting an EP right now, but
2: um, or announce uh, it. <laughs>
1: Uh, or announce at all who um, knows
2: there could be a full length
1: <laughs>
2: let's talk yeah, about
1: that <laughs> maybe maybe um uh but yeah just listening to um to artists that are kind of pushing boundaries and trying new things and uh like I've been listening to a ton of um Porter Robbins and then he's like completely shifted uh in sound and like it's kind of become this like like, sentimental electronic pop music or something, but uh, he uses, like, um, this, like, formant shifting. uh, I I think I'm uh, speaking correctly on this, Shane, the production engineer. Um, uh, So, like, his voice, like, is super high at parts, and then it, like, kind of glitches into, uh, like, a more natural voice. Um, And so, yeah, it's just been experimenting with things that are like how how are we gonna do this live but like that doesn't really matter right now because you know we're just we're working on the record right now so we'll figure it out later (laughs) and probably regret it but
0: i don't know how or why but you're actually one of the the uh first one of the first persons persons people i'm sounding i haven't heard that many people talk about how awesome porter robinson is and i'm glad to hear that yeah, uh, you like him and you like the new stuff as well because I was listening I've listened to like the the two songs that he's been teasing with teasing us with and they're both great I'm like mm-hmm. Dop, drop the damn album already man it's been like five years
1: <laughs> totally yeah no I I'm uh I'm so in love with everything he's been doing uh recently and and things that he's done in the past as well but um yeah I I just like I just think it's so cool and when artists are just kind of like, uh, I don't know if we can swear on this. Yeah, so you can I'll avoid it. Okay. Well, when artists are just kind of like, you know, like fuck it, I'm just gonna try this thing, and like, maybe it'll work, and maybe it won't. And uh, I think, I think it's it's so great.
0: <laughs> and even just uh, like the the pitch shifting thing that you had, you had mentioned, uh, I feel is really. Well, I agree. It's kind of it's one of those harder things to to pull off live. I find there's almost it's uh, f- it's more fresh, kind of unexplored terrain in terms of pop music and just music in general. I mean, obviously, like autotune has been around for almost uh, at least ten years now, but uh, Brock Hampton, which is one of my favorite favorite contemporary, uh, hip hop groups, they use pitch shifting all the time and to very, you know, very dramatic, uh, dramatic effect. Hmm.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I just feel that like, um, you know, we can make the same song over and over again, but like, how are we pushing the needle forward, uh, within genres and, uh, i i appreciate it when artists are striving to do that whether or not it it's successful or it, or it fails because
0: <laughs> even if it's a failed experiment uh an experiment can still be at least interesting
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure
0: <laughs> like I, i'm one of those weird people where my favorite kanye record is uh eases and i know people hate that record because of how abrasive and weird it is
1: right yeah no totally um yeah but i i always feel like those like those are the records that um that other artists that i respect um put so much stock into and like i'm always like why but then it's kind of like that's like the most extreme version of this thing and then it sort of gets like distilled down and you know popified and then it's like oh we have this like cool new uh version of of uh, pop music
0: this is something we, we touched on this a little bit in terms of social media marketing and and stuff like that um going through your channels like facebook instagram stuff like that and even also the single art you've released for the singles that you've dropped so far i noticed that you use a chinese character in most of your content um what does Mm -hmm. this symbol stand for and how does it relate to your music and personal brand as an artist
1: um well i went to a tattoo shop and i wanted to get this tattoo no just kidding um
0: (laughs) i found out it means lettuce (laughs)
1: But I'm in deep now. Double but L-. I love lettuce. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, that's uh, symbol represents Ma. Um, so that's my last my last name. Uh, and in Chinese, uh, uh, it means horse.
0: Fun fact. There you go. Because <laughs> I, I actually did do some research about that, but I didn't want to just say, "Oh, and I found out it means horse."
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's see. I don't have a good follow up on them. that, but oh, sorry. You're gonna say sure. something, Shane?
2: Just come in hot with like. So Adam, how do you feel about horses? <laughs> Noble. You
0: yeah. don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want horses to get sick.
2: Adam, was it last year, last summer? Or was that the first time that you rode a horse?
1: When, when uh, went- no, that was. Oh. I mean, it's the first time I rode a horse in my adult life, but uh, right. No, I've been riding horses in uh, Skyrim for forever, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a kid, yeah. I've, I've ridden horses as a kid as well, yeah. Nice.
0: I've also been Spider-Man in that, that game I played where I was Spider-Man. <laughs> Anyways, um, you've released a couple of singles over the past year and a half, and... You have your first solo EP titled The Cloud coming out in July. Um, What can you tell us about this release and what excites you about this collection of songs?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, just like right off the bat, just putting out new music is like so exciting to me. Um, Even though like I've just been saying to all my friends, like 2020 has to be like the worst year ever to release music. (laughs) Cause like, you just like you can't tour like what do you do like to promote the record and uh i remember i was listening while well, i was listening today uh, because i ooh, nice little rev engine there in the background um uh, i was listening to the tourist company episode of pacific sound um and heard them kind of like extrapolating a bit about that um and uh yeah so it, it's i mean regardless of that, uh, circling back, um, it's super exciting to, to be putting out new music, um, and, uh, stuff that I've been working on for a couple of years with, with Shane, and, uh, more recently, um, long story short, uh, through, <laughs> uh, various, uh, emails, um, meeting Jordan Lawler from the band M83, um, and he started working on some tracks for the EP as well um, with us. And uh, that was super exciting. And um, I'm, I mean, me and Shane are both massive M83 fans. Uh, so to be able to work with with someone who is someone that I've been listening to since, like, you know, I'm in high school <laughs> um, was was pretty surreal yeah m83 i
2: i love them so much they literally made me faint (laughs) okay there's Um, a story there yeah um adam and i went to m83 uh i think you had actually scored tickets for us too was that when Uh, you were working
1: yeah i was still working at the vogue theater and so yeah. I, I was like, want to go to the MA3 tonight? Was I was like, do yeah, I want to yeah. go?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you this guy playing cowbell and bass. Showed this video of Jordan Lawler just, like, shredding. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, overheated. It was, like, winter outside and way too hot in the venue. And we were, like, up front. Adam is just, no matter what show, I'm, like, I'll go sit at the chair, like, the furthest chair back and just, like, enjoy the music. Like, don't want to be in the crowd, kind of. Like, that's why I I play on stage is because, like, I want to be at venues, but, like, I'm not great in crowds. Um, but, yeah, I was right at the front, and Adam, just, you're, like, always so chill. And then I'm just, like, dude, I think I'm going to pass out. And he's, like, oh, oh okay, or, or I, don't, I don't know. And, and I <laughs> just start, I turn around and everything goes black, and I just, like, start walking. And he guides me out. He, like safely gets me out of there and i don't remember like the next like 10 minutes of it and then i remember being in a chair and getting orange juice from like the security person or whatever and yeah so thanks for getting me out of there but that but then we went back because i didn't want to miss another second of i maybe three um
0: yeah
1: just just too intense it's too intense
2: emotions were high
0: yeah (laughs) Do you do you remember what tour that might have been on? Because I know they haven't released an album in a in a couple of years, but M eighty three super oh, it was the it was the junk tour? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, it was for junk. Yeah, the last one. You've released. Yeah, I hope uh hope they're working on something something new soon. They've got time on their side. So uh, how'd you get connected with someone from M eighty three? Um
1: basically I um when I was working on the beginnings of, of this EP, um, I started reaching out to a bunch of people, like anyone from just local musicians that I knew to to people who were like a pipe dream like that. And uh, actually, like a lot of people, just like straight up didn't get back. And I was feeling kind of like, oh whatever, you know, I'll I'll make this EP with Shane, and it'll still be fine. And maybe like three months after I reached out to him, uh, I got an email back and he was like, hey man, like I, I like never check this email. So like email, like this other email. And uh, so we got in touch and uh, he was uh, super excited about what we were doing and, um, and was like, yeah, let's, let's do it and work via the internet exciting times (laughs) what a weird world that we live in to be able to work on something with someone who's you know potentially on the other side of the world
0: you uh are you familiar with the local band five alarm funk yes yeah because they did something similar with uh bootsy collins from funkadelic They've never oh, awesome. had a recording session with him in person, but they did a remix of one of their songs where they had him doing vocals all over it.
1: Whoa, that's super yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> they do have a video with him, but like, I don't think they've ever... I'm not sure if they've met in person. I don't think he's ever like played a show with them or anything like that, but it's kind of the, yeah. the joys of being able to do everything online nowadays. Yeah, one of the
1: positive things of the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that That is a thought I've had a couple times over the course of the quarantine period. It's just like how much more of this would immensely suck if we didn't have the internet <laughs> or just a no, way totally. to do, you know, video calls and stuff like that.
1: 100%. You know, we can exchange uh, letters by pigeon and I can answer your questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could just refer to the last Last pandemic for how that went, but bleh. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe
1: oh, man. We, we could simulate that uh, via uh, Elder Scrolls online.
2: Yeah. I love that. Tech well, companies meeting up in Red Dead Redemption
0: and stuff. <laughs> Is that actually a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Chop. <Ch-cha. laughs> They're tangent in terms of like a video i saw recently i heard that a couple of years ago there was an actual virus viral pandemic in world of warcraft and it was something that I, I i was never part of the world of warcraft community but it was like blood incantation or something like that and it was like it was a glitch but it was actually killing characters and stuff it was super weird to read about
2: yeah not Whoa. to you know reveal my hand here but um <laughs> uh there are these things called raids. Okay, I'm gonna, just going like, to dumb it down for anybody. Um, <laughs> there's these things called raids, and a raid boss can cast this spell or whatever on somebody, and then someone managed to essentially take that blood incantation or whatever outside of the raid zone and into a major city um, irresponsibly. Clearly, weren't social distancing, and then this, this spell jumps from character to character. Um, and so they wiped out an entire city or something. That's my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. we are simulating what is that art imitating life? Yeah, or life imitating art?
0: Or simultaneously? Yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm I'm loving these tangents, but I'm trying <laughs> trying to figure out ways to like get weave it back in seamlessly. I mean my question we can but. talk
2: yeah, like well I know that the like the cloud EP actually like we're we're talking about a lot of these themes on it especially in the title track the cloud. Um Adam, if you want to go into on, on it
1: Yeah, I mean um I guess uh <laughs> where where to start
2: talking about raid bosses and stuff, you uh, know. I'm so distracted by music. by World <laughs> so of Warcraft. <sorry. laughs>
1: You know... Just nostalgia track, wave. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, track 2, uh, Night Elf, or I, whatever. I guess the, the, the way I would f- uh, phrase it as a question is, uh, how does our relationship with technology play into the themes of these songs?
1: Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, for The Cloud in particular, um, I wrote that song when I was feeling uh, just kind of like in this weird headspace of like, feeling like the mundane, the mundaneness of, uh, (laughs) of just everyday life and like, you know, coming home from work and watching the same shows, you know, the same 10 shows that everyone else is watching on Netflix and streaming the same you know, indie pop playlists that all my friends are streaming and, and just feeling like there's this removal of like, discovery. And like, I feel like in the early days of the internet, uh, to my uh, knowledge, as I'm not super old, but um, (laughs) I feel like in the early days of the internet, there was like, a lot more discovery or at least it was like a lot easier and i feel like now everything is just so curated and it's like not necessarily like a bad thing but i was feeling like just super depressed with like it's just like there's there's just nothing new like we're just talking about the same you know shit over and over um and so that that was i guess the origin of the song um And then even getting into, like, um, like, thinking about, like, Instagram influencers and just, like, that whole side of the internet, um, and just, like, the falseness of it all. Not to be so negative, but, um, yeah. So that was kind of, like, I guess the main, uh, themes of that particular track, um, yeah, <laughs> just bringing it down.
0: I get what you mean, though. It's very, very, very easy to have a love-hate relationship with social media and interaction and those sort of platforms. You have instant access to you know, all your friends and stuff like that. You can all share stuff really easily. But at the same time, not that everyone shouldn't have a megaphone, but everyone has a megaphone
1: <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah I mean those like those elements of discovery still exist it's just like they're buried in the internet in these like communities, and you know you might find it on like stuff like Reddit or world of Warcraft um but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh. And then I guess, like, um, outside of, like, the themes of the EP, it was kind of cool, like, bringing Jordan into the project, because, like, that was, uh, I feel like, really played into this whole idea of just, like, making something that is, I think, inherently about the internet, and making it on the internet, and just, uh Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to uh, say anything, Shane, regarding that.
2: Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I, you know, I, it's
2: it's unfortunate I'm not having the cloud out yet, um, but when when people hear it, they'll they'll definitely know what we're kind of talking about, and and I think like in the chorus, can I spoil a, cu- a few of the lyrics?
1: Absolutely not, like. I don't right, want to be an exclusive I, I to Pacific Sound Razor. There's an
2: NDA. <laughs> oh. um, I'm not going to sing it. It's not It's not my voice on the track. Um, not this track, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, like, I'm just up in the cloud downloading. My personality is, is like, that? that's the one that, like, echoes in my brain. Where, you, as you, we were talking, like, a theme of, like, tonight's conversation is just, like, being genuine and, and that sort of thing, and just, like, you know you show up to a conversation and and pop culture has always kind of been around and like you know people will take from that and people like want to fit in and that sort of thing um and I guess like the internet gives an opportunity for both means where it's like you can go down a well and you can totally become your own person and that sort of thing because you you have an unlimited information and you're just like I'm gonna be this thing and like learn all that stuff from there or it's like whatever's most popular, whatever is, like, megaphoning, whatever the influencer is telling you to be, you are doing, and you are doing it because that's what everyone's doing, and, and just whenever things happen, and it's just, like, the, the mass communication, the, like, quick input of that. That's, that's what those lyrics m- mean to me. And that's something that I always really enjoy, like, as Adam is, like, main songwriter, and I get to more just, like, I get to just bring my taste of, like, the music to the table. Like, sometimes we'll do I'll do writing, but it's mostly Adam. Um, I get to have my own meaning for all the songs and like interpret that and then be like, okay, I'm going to now make it sound like this because of this. And like, let's do like digital distortion and like bit crushing and stuff like that. I'm going on a tangent now, but those are my feelings with the cloud. And, and, um, but uh, I'm really curious what, what you were feeling when you worked on the crown, because that, that one, I don't really know as much, but that's, personally like one of my favorites off the EP
1: Hmm. yeah I mean that one like I feel was less so about the internet and sort of just like um overall uh just about kind of like letting go of this like sense of ego that I think I felt like when um when I was in the band um right and just kind of like coming to terms with that and like feeling like looking back having that sort of like big fish in a small pond syndrome um and uh and like that entire year of like writing that song like I went through so many things like the you know the dissolving of the band and then um went through a breakup with my long-term girlfriend um, and it was like super messy. <laughs> and uh, I mean we're we're back together now and we're now engaged, so positive ending. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess just like really looking at myself and and just kind of like uh, trying to be more humble, I guess.
0: Yeah. You actually touched on something I wanted to ask both of you about, Shane. Um, what is your approach to songwriting? Do you start with a beat or synth hook and build from that idea, or do you usually start with a, a vocal melody?
1: Um, I, I, oh, go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure like, who was going to start, but uh, I was just going to say like I feel like... Um, that question always has a different answer, and um, I just think like every like every song is different, and uh, I mean things are changing now. As like Shane's been uh, really helping me to understand music production, and uh, so I feel like my demos have like gone from like here to like here. So like before it was kind of like you know. Yeah. Shane takes my session and then like spends like an hour cleaning everything up because it's just like what like were you even I I don't understand
2: (laughs) what were you thinking
1: like were you recording to a click like what what was happening here and uh and now it's just like he kind of like is taking or from what I understand maybe he has a different answer but uh he's more so just taking the, the session and we're kind of just like looking at at it uh, top down as like a, a song as a whole and figuring out okay like what does it need?
2: Yeah, um, I'll tell you my secret master scheme. Um, <laughs> it has been uh, yeah. So Adam would come to me with these like simpler demos and that sort of thing. It's just like there's like an idea in there, but and and I think most of this EP was that um, like the cloud we worked on before sending it to Jordan. Um, but, like, it was just these, like, simpler ideas, maybe with a couple instrumental parts or something. And t- to be totally frank, it was a lot easier for me to level up the sound of it because of my experience with, like, remixing and working with artists and, and helping people, like, define what their sound is. Um, that is... It was no problem. Now, Adam has had this quarantine time, and he got fucking good. So he, like... <laughs> when he's sending me these demos and I'm like, Oh shit. Like he's, he's like not going to need me. Like they're sounding so good. And so what I've, what I've wanted for a long time at first I was like, um, Oh, I'm this guy. And Adam's like the songwriter guy or whatever. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Like, as we talked about in the crown, ego aside, I want Adam to be so good that I feel terrified that he is just going to like take the world by storm so that I can work my ass off so that we just make each other better and better and better. And I'm really feeling that um, and having, you know, this time and all this creative energy. um, I'm just like, yeah, the EP is great. Don't get me wrong. Mixed by yours, truly fantastic. But the next songs I'm like really stoked on. And I think as you were saying that top down approach, like it's helping me see music creation and like the purpose and things like that on a whole nother level um so yeah i are my sorry the question though the process um it's uh for me it's like i try and base everything around a vocal if there's a song in there like if i'm just making beats whatever you know it's just a it's just a vibe like whatever i'm feeling that day um it's like lo-fi hip-hop that you can study or chill to, or whether it's That's my
0: favorite um, artist <laughs> dude
2: <laughs> so many subscribers <laughs> will and that girl
0: ever finish her homework
1: <laughs> Tune in next week on yeah. Pacific Sound.
2: Will her cat on the couch <laughs> never wake up? Um, yeah, or if it's like, you know, big synth pop, I just want to like dance or something in my desk chair. Um, that's cool. But like, my, my approach otherwise has always been very just like, there is a song here in the vocal, whether it's a remix or whether it's working on album stuff. Let's tear everything else away and treat all of the music to best support that. Because I don't want to get in the way, Um, and I think when it comes to pop music, you need to you need to have that approach.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's like something I'm learning more too, just with like um, songwriting in general. Like as I get better at at production, um, I feel like the uh, the automatic reaction to like, okay, I'm going to write a song today is like okay I'm gonna like perfect the verse or whatever and like make it sound so produced <laughs> and and like that's great but then uh, sometimes I I forget like that you need to I mean it depends on like the kind of song you're writing to um, is like always the factor but um, I think like really great songs um, if you're able to just like strip it back and be like, okay, we're writing like you know acoustic guitar and and lyrics and vocals, and we'll focus on that, and then we'll build everything around it. As as Shane mentioned, um, I, I think that's uh, always like a super effective way to write a song, or at least a good song.
0: <laughs> as Shane's mentioned a few times, you haven't stopped. Writing, in fact, you, you've probably been writing more uh, in quarantine. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, because of course the the cloud hasn't the cloud EP hasn't dropped just yet. But uh, do you have an idea? Uh, can you give us a sneak peek as to what uh, the new material is sounding like? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean. Um... Every everything's like <laughs> <laughs> rock music, man. Um, we're bringing back
2: guitars. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, like super eclectic, um, but yeah, definitely like a lot more uh, rock elements that I think were really present in the band are kind of finding their way back. Uh, and yeah, um, in terms of like genres and stuff like i've been doing a lot more collaborations and uh like i was working on this kind of more like almost like hip-hop track um originally with this uh hip-hop artist from france and that kind of like fell through so now i like been working on with with another guy um and then like aside from that i've been working on um a j-pop track as well which has been like totally new and uh I, i don't know if that's like gonna go on the record or if it's gonna be like its own separate thing um but that was super cool um just kind of like seeing how songwriting like like the elements of it that don't change when you're working on something that's like in a completely different language and then the elements that are like okay you know we have to like (laughs) translate these lyrics into Japanese and then figure out how does that fit into the same verse frame that we have for the English lyrics. And like, it's like a totally different ball game, but it's super exciting and, and keeps everything really fun.
0: That sounds super cool. And yeah, really challenging. So you're doing all the lyrics in Japanese.
1: Uh so this song in particular is um half in English for the verses that I'm singing and then half in Japanese for the feature artist.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's that's uh that's really cool though. Um I'm quite a I, I like anime quite a bit and I mean one of the best parts is just those they know how to make great theme songs. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah it's just something i appreciate about their music so much it's like how how dense and detail oriented it is but also how it, it's like hyper drive how poppy it can be totally yeah Man.
2: yeah totally i i think like japanese like there's such an appreciation for musicianship and you can hear that in the pop music and especially like all the indie stuff that comes over is like the guitarists are super technical but there's still so much room for whatever the, like the main line is. And, and I, I am not like, I would not be surprised if we get more and more of that in the next few years here. Um, But Holy shit, I can't like play like that. The musicianship is incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so cool. That's uh, yeah. One of the, as you mentioned anime, I recently, Got a Funimation account, uh, so I've been watching <laughs> a decent amount of shows, catching up on. But uh, yeah, if you have any recommendations, I'm all ears.
0: What? Well, since you asked, uh, what sort of what sort of anime are you into? Because it's kind of like asking what sort of music are you into.
1: <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I think I'm like honestly open to to most genres within anime. I've been kind of like trying to tackle all of the like really popular shows right now like um my hero academia and uh been starting some other ones like tokyo ghoul but uh yeah honestly like i'm so open to whatever
0: i guess in terms of a more contemporary uh recommendation have you watched uh, one punch man at all yes (laughs) okay
1: that is one of my favorites (laughs) yeah (laughs) Adam
2: grabbed called me um, uh, a manga f- from Japan when he went to Tokyo. I think. Where'd you get it? Just Sorry? like a one one punch um, manga, which I cannot read at all, but it's like because it's
0: in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought, I bought
1: that mm-hmm. in,
2: in But it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I love that show. I haven't watched the second season yet, but I'm I can't wait.
0: The talking s- about a theme song. Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> both of them. Like they have a new theme song for season two which is also great. Like both of them are just fantastic songs. Yeah. I guess in terms of, okay, I'll give one more recommendation in terms of like more foundational anime. Have you seen uh, neon Genesis Evangelion yet?
1: I started watching that and then I got the, the Funimation account and started watching okay. a, bu- a bunch of other stuff, but that is like definitely uh high on
0: my list to mm. try and tackle and finish. I will make, one recommendation if you wind up uh getting around to to that one would be watch up until the final two episodes and then watch the end of Avian Galeon movie cuz they ran out of money for the last two episodes of the series. <laughs> they try and make it work thematically but it's a little rough of a of a watch.
1: Okay, duly duly noted. Weird
0: yeah yeah i guess you haven't watched the show either have you shane
1: no yeah
0: okay
2: but yeah that's interesting i i can't imagine what that's like like imagine it would be like us finishing it like trying to finish an album or whatever it's like then the mix engineer is just like you know what i'm not gonna mix the last two songs i know i put my taste on all of them and you're really happy with it but those last two songs sorry like yeah Oh, okay. This is just this art piece is going to be incomplete for the rest of our lives. Cool, 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 cool.
0: <laughs> well, that's why the movie's a, like the proper ending of the series because they had money for the movie. Gotcha. Mm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> they pivoted. Yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, so the movie's called "The End of Galeon. The real end. Okay. Yeah, the real cool. end for reals. But they've also like remade the show, and they haven't even finished the remake yet. So. It's got an interesting history. Yeah. (laughs) What do you have planned to promote the release of the cloud? I understand you have a special performance coming up.
1: Yeah. So um, I, well, actually we have uh, a couple, I guess, for this conference. Um, So I I got into the Kansai music conference in Osaka um, and I'll be doing like a, a live stream performance in September I think sometime between the 18th and the 20th uh, you can follow me on social media and I can update you on that um, and I think in early August we'll be releasing like a a full live performance quarantine edition uh, on their YouTube channel
0: and do you have I think this will this will be released before this episode comes out. But you also have uh, at least uh, one music video coming out for yeah. one of the songs off the EP.
1: Yeah. So the the crown will be out on uh, this Tuesday with uh, the official music video.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'll be out before the this episode comes out. But
1: yeah. <laughs> All good. For future listeners, what did you think? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hello,
0: from the the past or the future or somewhere. What is time? Time doesn't matter when you're in if quarantine. If you're listening,
1: if the world hasn't blown up uh, and you're listening to this podcast. Adam, no.
0: don't jinx us. <laughs> it's too real. It's a, uh, <laughs> what local pens or artists would you recommend we bring on the show for a future episode?
1: Ooh, um... Trying to think of of uh, people. Have you guys had um, We Are The City on yet? I know I mentioned it in my email,
0: but... I was so close to having them on, on the show. Uh, and I was, like, politely, but I was, like, pestering their publicist about it. Because, like, I got, like, a, a 75%, like, confirmation... That like yeah, yeah we can have them on the show and they had like their whole pop up shop going on earlier on this year and it just it fell through but man I want them on on the show so bad because holy yeah. shit they're great
1: they're uh, yeah I think they're like every Vancouver artist's favorite band I feel like yeah <laughs> I feel like I've talked talked about it before with friends but like going to a weird the city show is like kind of going to like an industry networking event because just like everyone is there and they're just like everyone's favorite band so you're just kind of like oh cool you know this yeah. is the the music bc networking event just where the city is playing and, you know <laughs> yeah at least for like our like
2: community of like all these indie bands and stuff that then became like whatever they are now we can all see each other again at these shows
1: yeah yeah I just feel like, I mean, I'm also like a little bit out of touch with a lot of local artists. I'm sure there's like a million really cool artists that I'm just missing right now. But um, yeah, I feel like they're just one of those bands that's always doing the thing you don't expect them to do, which is also the thing you expect them to do because it's like the unexpected thing to do. It's like, like I remember when they made violin and it was just like, oh yeah, of course you'd make, you know, a full length movie in Norwegian. Like, why not? <laughs> and it's like super good. Like I was re-watching it the other day and and uh yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah.
0: Is there anyone you would recommend, Shane?
2: Yeah, I I'm not entirely sure why, but there's um I've I've worked with uh this is a long winded way of getting to my, who I'm recommending, uh, just a heads up as I, as I do, uh, I've worked with, uh, so far sounds Vancouver. Uh, do you know about so far?
0: Oh yeah, of course. I regret not seeing any so far shows before not being able to see shows, but yeah, (laughs) next time.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I highly recommend you doing that when you have an opportunity to, they're doing like a lot of live streams right now and, and our, like, Vancouver core group will, like, do our, like, these Zoom chats and stuff like that, which are fun. But anyway, um, yeah, they did a really, like... Adam and I are from, you know, uh, a little more rural, Lang- Langley, just out of town. And we, um, uh, like, the band definitely helped a lot with us, like, getting our footing in the city, but so far really helped me out. And I get to meet so many awesome artists and a lot of, like, artists who you know, their, their minorities or like their, um, I mean, obviously main topic of conversation right now, just um, so far tries to be equal and whatever. And it's like, these are people that I would never have seen or like just interacted with otherwise. Um, so I think that like a, a scene that's totally separate of ours is, uh, and now I might be wrong about this, but I think it's called a hundred collective and Tion Gibbs is the artist. He's a rapper and R&B singer and, he yeah like have you i don't you're nodding but i'm not have you heard of this guy or
0: Yeah we we've had Tion on the show but i'd love to have Sweet. him on again he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i think yeah. last time i saw him it was a is a music bc showcase at the uh, fox and it was super exciting cuz he had like his live band him and him and francis i really appreciate this and i hope they hope they listen to this episode they so they can hear this shout out i i love how both those guys have live bands with drummers I love it when hip hop artists have actual drummers on stage. You can have some electronic stuff on there as well, but like, it's just something that adds to it in a live setting. Yeah, Yeah.
2: so that's really cool. I love it. Like he's he's do he's like really building a community there, and that's really sweet. But you've already had him. (laughs) Um,
0: But we can have him on again because that guy I can see go places.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely.
0: Awesome. And how can listeners check out your music and keep up with everything you're up to?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm on uh, all platforms you can think of uh, from Facebook to TikTok. Um, (laughs) It's just at Adam Mahaha, but it's like kind of like Adam Mahaha, like when you uh, put it out. But yeah, just search my name. You'll find me. There's like, a few other Adam Maws on like LinkedIn or whatever, but, uh, yeah, just all,
0: all social media platforms. And Shane, what are your pluggables? Because you obviously work as a, uh, producer as well.
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, my like artist persona and collaborator name, I just go by nice with a period. Um, and you can find me, I think Instagram's the best spot at this music is nice. Um, yeah. And you can check out some, I, I have some like remixes out and stuff like that. And but besides that, it's, it's all Adam, Adam Moss stuff or, or stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, there we go. Well, thanks. Thanks again, guys. This is a lot of fun. Looking forward to, uh, listening to the EP when it comes out. And hopefully I can see you guys perform live when, we're allowed to perform live again, which not to not to jinx us, but it's looking a little bit more optimistic now-ish. Dude. <laughs> but I think I might be jinxing herself, so I'm just gonna stop talking when it comes to that. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, James Olson. Pacific Sound Radio is produced by Mark Lingelbach. You can check us out on Facebook at Pacific Sound Radio, Instagram at Pacific Sound Radio, Twitter at Pacific S Radio, YouTube at Pacific Sound Media. Our website is www.pacificsoundradio.com, and you can also listen to us wherever you stream your podcasts. If you know a local band or artist that you think should appear as guests on our show, let us know. Fill out the form on our website or send us an email to talkpsr at gmail.com.